So instead of just trying to figure out what coaches are providing these services, I figured a way where we can actually just help each other do it. And I realized it wasn't, it's not as difficult as people make it seem. If we can go back to the basics and do things um, in order, I think we would get a lot of step headway when it comes to personal development and then business development. Most of my clients, they come to me for business help. But I realized the reason why your business is not marketable is because you yourself <laughs> are the one running it. And you're right now, if I had to be honest with, with my clients, right now your life is disorganized. It's very difficult to manage an organization if you yourself are a disorganized person. Welcome to The Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. Today, you're really in for a treat. I mean, today's going to feel a lot like a masterclass uh, just because, man, the guy that we have on the show today, I feel like he's lived three lifetimes in once. I mean, he's accomplished so much in just 30 years of life. And I was so delighted when he said he wanted to uh, be on the podcast when I asked him. And so uh, I'm today's guest. Right. You may have seen him on Instagram before. You may have even seen him on Twitter um, from a number of years ago when he was really uh, doing his thing on that platform, but this guy has done a little bit of everything. He he has built brands from scratch, not only for himself, but for other people that have gone on to do numbers. Um, he consults to entrepreneurs to help them understand how to build their brand. He built literally the first viral clothing brand um, that went viral via social media. I mean, this guy is a true boss. I mean, he learn how to uh, really win at the Airbnb game. Um, he now owns a fleet of, of rental cars that he you know started on Turo, now has like 40 cars at the airport. I mean, there's nothing this guy has not done. And we are just so excited to have him on the show. He goes by the name of CEO Maddie J. We got connected for the first time, um, well, really on social media a couple of years back and got a chance to meet in person at Social Proof. And ever since then, and even before then, really just been tracking his moves, seeing what he's been doing. He's been doing some great stuff, guys. So um, get your pen and paper out or your notes on your phone, if that's your thing. And really, really grab hold of the gems that he shares in this episode, because I'm telling you, this is one you don't want to miss. Before we get into it, um, I do want to share uh, some reviews or at least one review, because I know that I always ask for the reviews, but I don't think I've ever actually taken the time to share the reviews. OK, um, so let's take this particular listener. Five stars. Pretty straightforward review. It says just started listening and have gained a wealth of knowledge. Dig it. Can't can't argue with that. Um, my review of this podcast is one of the distinct pleasure since and sincere functionality of the podcast. Having a relationship with George as a mentor and also listening to the show, I can truly say that this man practices what he preaches. Oh, wow. I appreciate that. I didn't 
when I started reading it, I didn't realize it was that one was for, from someone that I knew. Um, but yeah, guys, the reviews really help um, the show gain reach. So if you get a chance to leave a review, um, it really helps people learn about the podcast. And if you don't mind sharing it with a few people, that also helps. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Um, we also have some really good things on the way um, as it relates to some financial education resources that you guys will be able to tap into. So stay tuned for that. Um, don't forget that um, tax season is upon us. And for the first time in, in nine years, uh, we have officially brought tax planning and tax preparation in house. So if you want your tax strategy done by a seasoned expert, this particular person that we brought in is well vetted, has been doing taxes for over 15 years, I actually filed my first tax return um, when I was in college. Um, really vetted this person now, really love what they do and how they do it. Uh, so if you want to get your taxes done, feel free to reach out to us. We'll leave a link in the show notes for you to do so. Capitalize.co forward slash book. Uh, but guys, you know, it's tax time. It's that time. And we're here to help. Uh, the beautiful thing about our tax uh, preparation service is that you will get a complimentary investment strategy analysis along with your tax filing return. So probably can't find that anywhere. So you might want to take advantage of it. All right. That's enough housekeeping stuff, guys. I can't wait any longer. Let's dive right into this episode that you don't want to miss. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Show. Telling y'all, man, we got a really special guest. I've been watching this dude for a few years now. We actually got a chance to meet for the first time. I think it was last year at Social Proof. We've been connected, yeah, connected virtually, um, but got a chance to meet in person at Social Proof. I didn't realize he was so tall. Dang, bro. I used to play for the Celtics. What's going on? Um, but now we got we got CEO Matty J on the show. What's going on, man? First of all, thanks and praise to God for allowing this situation to happen. Um, Absolutely. I, I want to give you all thanks as well for uh, inviting me to be able to share my story and be able to add some value to whoever's listening. And hopefully through that value, I can get some value in return uh, when it comes to getting some inspiration from you and some of your listeners that might reach out. I, I, I appreciate it. I already know. I already know uh, there's going to be tremendous value. This is actually one of the easiest shows to prepare for because you know, you've had so many different things that you've done and I know that there's going to be enough value on each one. I didn't have to come up with all these questions. We're just going to literally go through the things that you've done. And I know that's going to be a solid episode. So let's kind of start um, from the top, but just kind of a high level overview of, of who you are and, you know, what you've accomplished at a high level at this point. Interesting question. Um, if I were to answer it in a general sense, um, and the reason why I say it's interesting is because right now I'm really fighting on becoming a different person every day. So, yeah. so defining who I am, um, it's going to be constructed on me trying to define who I want to be mm -hmm. and a little mix of what I've been doing for the last 20, 30 years of my life. So mm -hmm. right now my main focus is a gospel worker. So of course everything's is structured around my faith what I believe in and how I can follow those teachings and hopefully um, influence others as well through those teachings. And I believe my role on this earth is to um, help people solve problems. So I chose, well, I didn't choose. I fell on the path of business development, which plays a major role in our lives when it comes to uh, progress and development and getting things done. Business is, uh, is an important part aspect of that. So to answer that in a simple question, who I am, I'm a business developer. I'm a gospel worker, I'm a father, husband, 
uh, uh, your best friend, <laughs> digital best friend. Uh, uh, what else? Yeah, that's actually how I set that up. Okay, that's that's awesome, man. Awesome. So, if if you had to start from maybe one of your your earlier businesses, um, like tell us a little bit because you said you're in business development. I like how you you keep you, you know we you see some people use that term and it's like because they don't know and they haven't actually accomplished anything. You use business development because you've literally been successful in several areas of business, right? And so before we got online, you share with me all the way back to selling candy. Right. Um, I think one of the first things that I guess maybe you were publicly known for um, was you said creating like uh, flyers and design. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Exactly. exactly. So once after I transitioned, I actually got suspended when I was selling uh, candy in high school. I got suspended twice for this. I never <laughs> understood. To the, well, now I understand. But at that time, I didn't understand why I would get suspended for selling candy in high school. Yeah, but because I was selling candy and the school wasn't selling candy. So I was the only one selling candy. So everybody knew who I was to the point where my nickname literally became Candyman. And <laughs> so I'm now a known figure through thousands of people who go to this specific school, which was Reseda High School in California. And because I've, I'm now known as because I provided some type of value, the value that was provided was sweets, <laughs> craving people's a satisfied, satisfying people's sweet tooth. Yeah. And of course, though, after I graduated out of high school, I no longer had that market. Mm-hmm. Before, I didn't have to market because was they were just there. Yeah. So um, God put me in a situation where I enjoyed going to parties. But I didn't want to pay $20 to get in these parties no more. <laughs> so the opportunity presented itself to get in for free as long as I promoted it on my social media. And at that time, it was my space. Right. Yeah, so that's like barter, like barter one on one. I hear you talk about. That. I remember like one time, and we'll get into this a little bit later. I saw you post something about your Airbnb and like how like you know athletes, entertainers, rent your stuff out. And then yeah. I think I can't remember the medium of exchange. Maybe they wanted to use one of your cars, and the next thing you know, you got all this gear, all these shoes. Exactly. exactly. Uh, right. And it's a very under underappreciated oh, um, medium of exchange. Right. Is bartering your value for somebody else's. I wish we can start mentioning this, this amazing concept more. Well, it's not a concept, it's, it's actually practical teaching yeah. that we yeah. should be um, putting into practice. Nah, 100%, 100%. Okay, so you, you got into the design game by happenstance of wanting to get into the parties for free. Yeah. Uh, that ultimately, now you grew this affinity for being able to design in general, which then parlayed into like web design. Right. Um, and then from, I think with, with that, got you all the way into is like build, developing like brand concepts, right? Exactly. I had no idea until last night when I was doing some more research on you. Um, I was like, oh, shoot. So here's how funny it is. I was looking at Ronnie Brown's brand. I was looking and I was looking at, what's my other guy's name? Um, uh, gosh, new age CEOs. Uh, Justin. Justin Owens. Yeah. Justin. I was like, yeah, they both, they got, both got dope brands. I was like, they kind of, you know, I was like, they almost kind of like favor each other a little bit, but for different markets, right? I, but I literally had no idea that you were the man behind the brand. And then last night I went on one of your your um, your highlights and I saw like the brands that people invested. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like you're the man behind these now at this point, multi six figure, if not seven figure brands. Oh man, thanks to, thanks to God. Those opportunities just opened up one by one. I never really marketed myself. I just, they just came back to back to back to back. And I never went to school for any of this stuff. I didn't go to school for selling candy, 
promoting parties, designing flyers. Yeah. It was just, if you read the book of Outliers, it was just the perfect timing. Outliers is based off of the fact that you just happen to be the right age and a perfect time and the opportunity presented itself. And I put in the time and work to be able to develop the skills within that situation. Got you. So, so tell us a little bit about that business model. Like what the concept of you literally building brands from scratch? Like what, like what was that process? Oh my goodness. So as a business consultant and business architect, I believe digitally online, um, when you buy a domain, you're buying digital real estate. Ooh. And then you have to start building your home on that, that land, that no perfect land. So oh. as a web developer, after I learned my skills with MySpace, making my own profile, I got really good. I put in the reps to become really good at web design. And being a web designer, you actually become a gatekeeper for business owners. <laughs> business owners, in order for them to get a, a business booming online, they need their website. And that's before all these different websites popped up where you can actually develop the website on your own. You had to go to a graphic designer. You had to go to web developer. So everybody in my market, my niche had to go through me to be able to set up the website. Mm. So after I started setting up my web, the websites, I start to learn about their businesses, all these different areas and fields, learn about their products. So I can actually see the numbers that were coming in. I can see what sells what doesn't sell conversion rates, traffic, how long people stay on a website, all these things that people go to school for, I'm seeing it in real time and I'm, I'm not understanding it intuitively. And I started to find problems. They'll pay me $2,800 for a website, but they will bring in no sales. So mm -hmm. the, 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 the person who wants to help in, that's in me always wants to call and say, I think I know why you're not bringing in sales. You invest a lot of money on photography and website, but because of your copy on your product page doesn't really connect with your audience, they're not finishing the flow of coming to your website and actually purchasing something. Yeah. So naturally, because I was always advising, I then transitioned to becoming a consultant. But when it came to businesses in the box, what happened was I realized that a lot of the businesses that I was helping people build that they were paying me for weren't viable businesses. I'm really good at coming up with ideas and spotting trends, and I know how to build them really quick. Set up the logo, set up the social media, set up the website. I know the process and steps. But the problem was is I can't build every idea that I see in every opportunity. So right. what I did was I see opportunity, I'll build, build it real quickly and sell it off to the person who's willing to be able to manage it. That's what I was doing with the business in the box. Um, That's, awesome. That's super dope. And so, and so did that come before or after uh, your experience with learning how to, which I think is the next segue, monetize your Twitter platform? This is way after, way after. The way monetization after. about Twitter was the most amazing thing in the world because all I focused was on organic content that, content that entertained people. Because it was entertaining to me. I used to make jokes on Twitter. <laughs> People will retweet my tweets. I'll get more followers to the point where celebrities will start retweeting me. They'll start following me. I'm like, wow, I didn't reach out to these advertisers. They actually reached out to me. Uh, we'll be coming out. We want to spend $10,000 of our budget on Twitter. And we want to get allocate $2,000 towards you to be able to post this link to our movie premiere. Wow. $2,000? To post a link. <laughs> post links. Wow. <laughs> So tell us about, because I remember, I remember seeing that story on Instagram. Tell us about that, that journey. You said it was a fun, one of the funnest things you've ever done. So tell us about oh, how, how do you monitor? Because a lot of people think, don't even know. They think Twitter is a dead platform or was it that never was popular. 
this was back in 2010. So this is right when Twitter was booming. I mean, literally booming. And yeah. everybody had their Twitter. Black Twitter was at its prime at that moment. <laughs> and it was easy for us to start trending topics. Okay. So the advertisers at that time, the company was called My Likes. Her name was Bindu. She reached out to me. And the process was simple. Sign up for uh, mylikes.com. Mm-hmm. Create your account. And you can actually choose what advertisers you can post on your page. Pre-approved. Right. So I choose. Okay. This one, I think this is going to connect to my audience. The new iPhone comes out. Okay. Let me tell my followers about it. Information that you will tell for free organically. I'm now getting paid for by inviting early adopters to, to these different businesses in their service. Right, right. So all I'll do is grab the link, post it on my Instagram page and I'll get paid 50 cents per click or a flat rate of $2,000 or $200. And there was no limit to how many links I I could post. I could literally sit there and post all day, but would that be viable for my brand? Probably not. So I made sure that I always had a balance of good content and uh, then I hit them with the commercial. I used to treat my Twitter page like a TV show. Dope, dope, dope. That's huge, man. And so that was, I mean, I can imagine that being fun, posting a few links and some funny content, making thousands upon thousands of dollars. Um, And so I'm assuming that at some point after that that ride, uh, you... You then created, which again, another thing that's super interesting, I knew the brand before I knew you, right? Which is the power of branding. I mean, I've seen this shirt everywhere. I saw Two Chains. I saw Billie Jean. I saw, I was like, I was like, who? I was like, I was almost mad because, you know, I'm in fine. I was like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> And I'm a really, I'm, I like to think of myself as a pretty good branding person myself. I'm like, yo, whoever, and this is years ago, years before I knew you, I was like, whoever thought of that is, is, is a genius. <laughs> so that brand that viral brand is what is CEO millionaire. Yeah, yeah, CEO millionaires. Yep. Okay. And so tell us about that process. How did you, how did you, you know, spot that trend and then then be able to parlay that into what that was? I have a smile on my face because it was a segue. The first started off with, actually it started from Twitter. So back in 2010, because of my tweets, I attracted the eye of then Travis Porter's manager. So Travis Porter was hot at that time, booming on Twitter their manager was Charlie. So Charlie reached out to me at that time around 2012. From 2010 to 2012, we built a relationship because he wanted to figure out how to build their Twitter page, Travis Porter's Twitter page. All I told him, just post good, funny content, right? And we built a good relationship. But an opportunity presented itself in 2015. He texted me and said, yo, Matt, he manages two chains now. So CEO Charlie, Charlie Jabbly, or it's just Charlie now on Instagram. He got so big that he got the name Charlie on Instagram. Right. So my, my business associate, Charlie, he said, yeah, the shirts that we're selling on 2 Chains website, they're not selling. I said, cool, let me check them out. So I check out these shirts on the website, streetexecs.com, and I realized quickly, very quickly, why these shirts were selling. Mm-hmm. Most of these shirts had 2 Chains name on it, right? Of course, uh-huh. as a fan, you'll buy 2 Chains shirts, but you're only going to wear it at a concert to support. You're not right. going to actually represent that t-shirt and wear it everywhere you go and talk about it everywhere you go. So mm-hmm. I said, let's create some shirts that represent 2 Chainz fans, not 2 Chainz. Mm-hmm. So I told him, you have an ultimatum. You have two options, actually. You can either create a trend from scratch or capitalize off an existing trend. So at that time, it was Christmas. So instead of creating t-shirts, at that time, because it was cold, create sweaters. And what type of sweaters were people wearing around that holiday? Ugly sweaters. So combine those two. So instead of selling what he wanted to sell, he sold what the market wanted. 
which was ugly sweaters. And this is a time where everybody's taking pictures. The holidays, everybody's taking pictures to right. really capitalize on the fact that what we call is user-generated content. Mm-hmm. So, so people are buying these ugly sweaters only because on these sweaters, instead of putting just corny snowflakes on there, we put things that 2 Chainz fans would like. So instead of a snowflake, I didn't actually do this. I don't, first of all, I don't celebrate Christmas or I don't indulge in weed, but they put weed leaves instead of snowflakes on these ugly <laughs> sweaters. And then instead of putting 2 Chainz name on it, they, they literally put a two gold chain around the neck of the, holy, of the uh, ugly sweater. Mm-hmm. So he texted me like three days later and said, Matt, we launched the sweater pre-sale, didn't spend any money up front, pre-sale, and we made $5,000 today. It went from, Matt, none of these shirts were selling to we made $5,000 in one day. Wow. So his creative juices were flowing to the point where he came up with another idea to put a different design on the shirt. He came up with the idea to put a picture of Santa Claus dabbing. And at that time, everybody was doing the dabbing dance. Mm-hmm. So he capitalized off an existing trend and put it on a shirt, sweater. Got it. Shirt, the sweater went viral. I mean viral to the point where it got on ESPN at that time. Kevin Hart was wearing it, Ice Cube. It went crazy viral. But the problem with the Dabby Santa was it was time limitation. After Christmas, you're not selling a Christmas sweater. Right, right. right. It was a segue to CEO Millionaires. We used all that momentum. We made actually, we made $2 million in 30 days selling that, that sweater. Crazy situation. $2 million in 30 days. Yeah. It was the first ever viral, really viral clothing um, material on social media. Wow. When I, when I told you we had, I see why you wrote, already wrote your autobiography. You lived three lives. Bro, I'm looking back. I stopped doing the autobiography. I'm like, dang, I did all this? And this gives us more gratitude to God for allowing me to go through all these situations. Yeah, I have no room to complain about anything, ever. A hundred percent. What's crazy, guys, is like we're not even, for the sake of time, because of you know how much he's done, we're not even going through all of the nuances <laughs> of everything, right? Like, Like, I know that either before or after that, you had your own like clothing brand that went crazy. Right, right. Like they went stupid. So like, guys, just 30 million, excuse me. million. It was 2 million in 30 days. 2 million in 30 days. That's crazy. Okay. So you, you know, mastered how to go viral on Twitter, leverage that momentum to be able to attract the right people, i.e. relationships to then parlay that into another situation. Um, And then at some point between that situation until uh, later on, then you got into the Airbnb space. Right. So the space. So, so tell us about that. Tell us about how you how you got into that. Okay. So the Airbnb space. Okay. I was coaching prior after the CEO Millionaires brand blew up. Um, I was I only created T-shirts like CEO Millionaire, like the CEO shirt, just so we can use it as a jersey. The real game is the teaching, coming together as a community and learning together. The shirts are the jersey. But the shirts blew up so much that people forgot about the actual game, which was learning, helping each other develop with our personal personal brands and communication skills, character development, all that good stuff. So it got lost in the sauce. So I actually lost a lot of morale because I wasn't. I made so much money selling T-shirts that no longer excited me. I really wanted to engage people on the educational value of business development and personal development. So time went by where I wasn't really doing anything uh, major, but the opportunity brought up where Airbnb, I've always heard about Airbnb, but I never did anything with it. So I put my condo up on the website just to see what it was going to do. As soon as I listed it, I put it at 350. It got booked for 350. 
So I'm in my mind, I'm like, wow, somebody will pay three fifty a day for for this place when technically my rent was thirty five hundred, which basically breaks down to a hundred and something dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Somebody will pay three fifty a day for the place that I'm paying a hundred for. That's simple arbitrage, right? <laughs> simple. So Airbnb. I did my research. I went, I actually purchased a couple courses just to get some idea because I didn't want to jump into it with like completely lost. So I, I didn't want to learn, make, learn, make, make all these mistakes up front. So I learned how to do it. I just went on Airbnb and I found my competitive advantage. My competitive advantage was furnish these condos in a way that it attracted people to pay more and having more of an experience. So I created themes to all my condos that I started doing. So a place that I was paying $3,000 a month for, I was making 9000 profit from. And people were asking how I was doing it. So, of course, I documented the process as I was going on. And I met a lot of different cool business people in, in town for conventions, a lot of celebrities in town, because my, my, my units, they attracted celebrities. Mm. So I met Wale, uh, um, 21 Savage, um, a lot of the reality stars on TV, they use my places for their shows which is an interesting, interesting. very interesting show, how they, how they operate behind the scenes. But yeah, it became a, a, a super asset. I realized, especially when it comes to finance, asset, understanding assets and liabilities are super important. Your home and your car, in most people's homes, and most people's households, they're liabilities. I figured out a way through peer, peer sharing to turn my home, which was a liability, into a asset. And it was an amazing feeling to the point where now I'm teaching people how to do it. And what's interesting about the situation is I actually make more income teaching the business than I am actually in the business itself. Wow. <laughs> people, want, people want to learn this information. Absolutely. They wow. Learn the game. That's powerful. So you mentioned turning your, your liabilities into assets, which is a great way to want the probably the most notable thing as of late that from the outside looking in, right? Because you've, blown every one of these businesses up and then it's almost like boom okay on to the next trend while they're probably still happening in the background but like on to the next right. trend right. so now Turo right, right. Um, so you, you know cars are historically one of the worst liabilities right depreciate oh, and then when they leave the lot right and so like we know if you buy a car it's just a pure want ego thing right especially if it's a luxury car because we know right. it's nothing to ask that about yeah every now and then you'll have a, a collector's item or something right. like that but by and large, a car is a liability, but you, Absolutely. you turn that on his head. Away. God opened up the way to, on that balance sheet to move that liability into, into, a, into an asset. Yeah. So let, let's talk about, you're not, and you're not just doing it how the average person do. The average person's, you know, sees Turo, they, they maybe try it out like you did with your original condo, you know, put their car on there, see what happens. You went from probably testing out one car, learning the game to now having an entire okay. fleet. Exactly. Exactly. So I realized all the guests I was hosting in my Airbnbs, um, when they come in town, they need two things. They need a place to stay and a way to get commuted, way to transport to the places that they need need to go. So Mm -hmm. it's either you have a driver or you rent a car, a luxury car to get around. So a lot of the people who are coming in town, they have luxury cars in their home city, but they needed some, uh, a comparable car when they come into town. So there's not that many options. Enterprise, they discontinue their luxury service when it comes to offering high-end cars. Hertz, what else? We got um, Enterprise, Hertz, Budget, all these different traditional car rental companies, they don't offer these types of cars. Got so it. I put my Tesla on as a test. People instantly booked it. It was the same situation with Airbnb, but just with cars. 
people book your car, you hand them the keys, insurance takes care of anything, if anything goes wrong, if somebody steals the car, damages the car, Turo's insurance takes care of it. And of course, I just have to take care of maintenance. Um, of course, factoring depreciation with the mileage going on. But all in all, I realize it's a good investment. That's why I scaled from one car, two cars to 40 cars now at the airport, at the busiest airport in the nation, Hartsfield, Jackson, in Atlanta. Wow. 40 cars on Turo, Airbnb, <laughs> building brands from scratch. Thanks to God. First viral clothing brand, monetizing Twitter. Dude. This podcast episode is sponsored by Battery Exchange. Let me tell you a little bit about Battery Exchange. I'm actually really good friends with the founder of the company, and the company is great, right? Because if anybody knows me, my phone always dies. I mean, all the time, no matter what. And so what they do is they help you live life charged. Why? How do they help you do that? So they have smart kiosks around the city where basically you pull out your phone, you search where the kiosk is located, and it'll show you where the kiosks are, and you can basically check out a portable battery, right, for a nominal cost. So whether you're out on a town with friends, you're at a concert, uh, you know, you're out to dinner and you're like, man, my phone's about to die. Instead of having to ask the bartender, hey, can you plug my phone up behind the bar or trying to figure out where you're, you know, you can plug your phone up. You can just locate one of those kiosks, check out a battery, charge on the go. You don't have to worry about your phone being somewhere else or your phone actually being dead, which is the worst possible outcome. And literally, um, it charges, you know, very, very rapidly. I actually got a chance to use it uh, multiple times and it works really, really well. And they're going to help people stay connected, right? Because if we're being honest, our cell phones are a vital component of our everyday life. So if you haven't checked it out before, check out Battery Exchange. Uh, they are rapidly expanding. So kiosks will be popping up everywhere before you know it. Um, but if a kiosk is available near you and your phone is about to die, don't fret because Battery Exchange is here to save the day. Man. And so what I really like about your teaching style, though, is I like the fact that you don't sell dreams. Right. So, again, we're not going through every detail. You know, this has already been a master class, but we're not going through every detail <laughs> and every nuance of what he does. But when he does teach, he gives the real game and he, and he makes sure that he prioritizes. Hey, look, if you're in this for the money and the money itself, you're going to lose from the get go. Right. And, and you start with with mindset. Right. Which I love. And so. I think I, even though you've given so much game so far, I want, I want to just pause for a moment so people can take away that. Cause I don't want you to listen to this and be like, yo, I gotta, I'm gonna try to duplicate everything he's done. I'm about to get this bag. I'm about to run up this check. No, like it's about mindset. It's about humility. It's about, you know, as you, as you can see, he gives all praises he gives to God. So like, guys, like this is a manifestation of who he is internally. Right. Is now granted he's spotting trends and all that, but even that, right? Like you probably humbly, you know, ask for the wisdom and the perspective to find these things. You don't just have the ego to just go out and just try random stuff. I mean, I'm making assumptions here, but this is, you know, from what I see from the outside looking in. And I and I would like to think I'm a relatively perceptive person because I want people to make sure they take away that instead of, oh, I'm going to just try to create the next viral clothing brand. No, become the best person you can be, which is a great segue um, to the next point, right? Um, so you've done all these things, and you're, not, you're obviously not done yet. A lot of this stuff is still happening in the background, but you mentioned a little bit earlier that you have a desire and a passion to uplift people, create community, educate, empower folks. So 
tell us about your latest um, venture that you've created and why you created that. Right. So the latest venture, and I appreciate your, the fact that you were able to recognize that, that process that God is molding because I believe I'm, I'm being used as an example for other people as well. And I take a lot of pride in making sure that the examples that I set are, are according to God's will and it'll put a smile on God's face. So when it comes to the, that segue, I realized that a lot of people think that information is the only thing that they need to move forward. Mm-hmm. I believe through this, I created, basically what we did was create a club. Uh, of course, a mentorship club. When we're in high school, when we're in middle school, we knew about tutors, the importance of having a tutor. If you can afford a tutor, it will help you with that next level of education and moving forward. 100%. However, as soon as we graduated out of high school and college, we no longer thought, of, thought about having tutors. Right. We're out here surviving over the fittest by ourselves without having something, to, some type of coach, leader, tutor, or we call them mentors to help guide us in this game called life. So when it comes to people wanting to lose weight or gain weight, they know they need a higher training, right, mm-hmm. for most cases. But when it comes to character development, people don't really seek out trainers. When it comes to business management, how to be organized, how to communicate better, how to have a perfect relationship with your family, nobody goes to or tries to make effort to get coaches or mentorship within that. So instead of just trying to figure out what coaches are providing these services, I figured a way where we can actually just help each other do it. And I realized it wasn't, it's not as difficult as people make it seem. If we can go back to the basics and do things um, in order, I think we would get a lot of step headway when it comes to personal development and then business development. Most of my clients, they come to me for business help. But I realized the reason why your business is not marketable is because you yourself <laughs> are the one running it. And you're right now, if I had to be honest with, with my clients, Right now, your life is disorganized. It's very difficult to manage an organization if you yourself are a disorganized person. Ooh, all marks on charge. All right, so I've started to realize that one by one. Um, and I realized that through all the, actually all the businesses. Airbnb, I realized how disorganized, how inhospitable I actually was through that business. I always thought I was a nice serving person until I was in that business. Mm. That's a whole nother level of hospitality. That's a whole other level of patience. That's a whole other level of organization and communication. So I really want to go back to the basics. No matter what my client asks for, I want to make sure that we focus first on personal development. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason why I can build any brand I want to today because I first focused on my internal problems before trying to blame external reasons um, for why I don't have certain things financially, physically, health, spiritually and so on and so forth a hundred percent that that is that is huge um and so what is your goal i know it's very affordable to um to join this program um i actually just thought of this i want to sponsor i don't i mean it, it shouldn't be a buried interest to anybody but everybody will have an excuse so i want to sponsor three people mm-hmm. right three people uh for their first month in your program no excuse i'm gonna send them the cash i'm going we only got to be bougie with them just get your, your cash app like get started today right mm-hmm. Um, no excuse. Um, so my question is, what is your what is your goal for for the uh, for the platform? For the platform, all right. So basically, as entrepreneurs, we've been trashing traditional school. A lot of entrepreneurs, to be honest, been trashing traditional school systems. 
Mm-hmm. But I realized, yes, that the information has been outdated, um, not as relatable to us uh, in our time frame. But I realized that school systems work because they have something called systems. So a lot of us, we change the education, but we don't take the systems <laughs> that the colleges and the high schools have. Right. I realized some of the systems that they have, one of the major systems a college has is accountability. They have quizzes, tests, um, counselors, right? They have grading systems. They have reports. They have these different things that allow you to stay focused and make sure you have enough motivation, inspiration to move forward. 100%. Because we don't have the accountability partners or accountability systems put in place, we're out here willy-nilly. <laughs> and we don't have no problem disappointing ourselves. But when we had an accountability system, we are now going to be disappointing our parents, mm. disappointing our friends. If we came back, back home with a bad grade, our parents were affected. Came back home with a bad grade, you were affected because your friends are going to make fun of you or you're going to feel a certain type of way. Mm. And you wouldn't have a right to passage to the next grade if you didn't pass. Nowadays, there's no right of passage that's, that's set for us in, as, a, as an adult. Nobody's saying that before you can start this marketing company, you have to do this first and you need to be tested before we move you over to the next stage of your life. Nobody's doing that. So through this club, we're going to be doing this for each other. We're going to be acting like a real village, a real community and helping each other grow to the next stage. I love that. I love that. And so since you've had, I got, it's kind of a two part question, right? So the first part of the question is, because you've been able to be successful in so many different areas, do you feel like you just have this internal gift to be able to spot trends? And, and if you, if it is a gift, I'm pretty sure at this point you've been able to understand what are the kind of intrinsic qualities that allow you to spot those trends. So can you spend a couple minutes on understanding how is it that you just identify a trend and then just go attack it and take it to the next level? The simple answer would be is God's just leading the situation. But of course, if somebody doesn't believe in God or they, that's not going to be a suffice answer. Right. But I believe it's just been through the different experiences that I have. The reps that I put in allows me to or just organically and naturally spot things. Right. I pay. I'm really observant. I'm really analytical. I think that personality trait and character I have allows me to focus on doing things based on statistics versus emotion. A lot of people build off of emotion versus, let me just see the numbers. Let me see the data. Let me see the metrics. That's my top person. Of course, it has its pros and cons, but when it comes to business, it's a really, really amazing quality to have, especially on an online scale. On the World Wide Web, knowing numbers really is going to help with the success of building any type of business. So that's one of the uh, major qualities that I will attribute to being able to spot trends, and, um, and brand well. Because a lot of things that I do, a lot of people were already doing, I just figure out ways to make it better, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not the first, I wasn't the first person on tour or Airbnb. I just figured out ways to make it better based on the, the experience I've had in promoting parties in the club, uh, based on the experience I had of actually designing the flyers that promote the events, making the websites that sell the products that people have. So I have a lot of foundational experience in certain things that allow me to make uh, really amazing decisions moving forward. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let, let's play an imaginary exercise, right? Let's, let's imagine it's, you know, 10 years ago, but you could go back with all the knowledge oh my goodness. right now. 
right? To go back, rewind 10 years, but you can go back out with all the knowledge you have right now. If someone, it was just getting started or if even you, if you were just getting started, how would you approach things today based upon the knowledge that you have? First, I want to first say I'm thankful that my life happened the way that it did happen. But hypothetically, if I was to go back into time, in the top of the time machine, that's an amazing question, and figure out what things I would tell myself to do, it would definitely be focused on personal development. Actually, the success that I had, it didn't start off with personal development. It was just doing things as I want. <laughs> right? So I actually get criticism from my friend, which is fair. They say, well, you're asking us to do certain things like personal development, work on personal development first, when you didn't work on personal development first. You're just now realizing after your success that personal development is super important. Right? So I'm realizing this, but the reason why I'll go back in time and tell myself that because I would have expedited my life completely. I would have way more friends. I have even better relationships. I have more and more abundance of everything if I first worked on myself when it comes to character, when it comes to um, um, communication skills, organization skills, patience, all those things that we talked about before. I never realized the importance of personal development. I'm actually at the age of 29 last year. I just started reading books. Like it's crazy. I don't know how I went my whole life without reading How to Win Friends and Influence People, Think and Grow Rich, Rich Brad Poor Dad, Outliers, uh, The Infinite, all these books that are, are out here, I never read them. <laughs> so wow. I'm realizing that if I had read these things first and beforehand 10 years ago and I worked on my personal development skills and um, networking skills, I would be, I 100% believe I would, be, I would be in a different place. But then again, like I mentioned before, I'm grateful for the situation I'm, I'm in that now. 100%. 100%. So one of my last questions as we, as we get close to nearing the end here is, I know you talked about your mentorship program. Um, is there anything else that you're really excited about this year? My only, my, what I'm excited about is focusness. I'm reading, I'm reading this book, Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss and Atomic Habits. And one of my things that I was lacking because I'm so good at spotting trends, I was all over the place, like no focus at all. I'm so excited this year, 2020, because I'm only going to be focusing on this community, focusing on delegating, automating, eliminating things out of my life so I can be able to become a better service. And if I don't focus, I realized I'll become a disservice to the people I actually want to help. So right now I'm focusing on sharing the game, putting into practice, of course, practicing what I preach when it comes to personal development and business development. That's what I'm excited about 2020. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Less is more. Less is more. And I um, realize that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also why it's important to have teams, right? Because, some, you know, people think that you saying, oh, I'm only going to focus on this. That's only what you are going to focus on. It doesn't mean that there's not other things that can thrive and continue Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah, my business still has to run. So I, that's why, what you just said, that's why I'm able to do it because me learning how to build teams and network and coach and lead and have leadership allow me to have teams handle the businesses that I built for me so I can focus on the thing I actually want to do. 100%. That's my company's tagline for my firm is like we teach business owners how to own their business, not run their business. Amen. Right? Amen. The fun, fundamental difference. Um, so my, my last question is, you know, the name of my podcast is The Uncensored Show. Uh, and what does living life uncensored mean to you? That's an amazing question. The first time somebody ever asked that question, I never thought about it, but immediately, as soon as you said that, 
the word that popped into my head was vulnerability and transparency. That's the first two words that popped in my head. I think what allowed me to be, um, to be comfortable not censoring anything was the fact that I started off being really transparent and realizing that the feedback that I got from being transparent wasn't bad. I had no problem sending a screenshot of my bank account if it was negative or I got an overdraft fee early on, right? Because I knew I had faith in the fact that in two months or one month, it wasn't going to be negative anymore. Thanks. It wasn't going to be negative anymore, and I didn't have any fear in that at all. So I always try to encourage people, be transparent. Share with you how you really feel. Be as vulnerable as possible because through that vulnerability, you can turn your pain into, into profit. I love it. Turn your pain into profit. Yet another bar. Well, man, we appreciate you being on the show. This was like a mini masterclass. Like, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that this is the purpose of my podcast is to give out this game, I'll be like, yo, we need to uh, turn this recording off, package this thing up and sell it. But uh, Amazing questions, man. Amazing. Man, this, this was phenomenal, man. I appreciate you for coming on the show. And like I said, I'm a man of my word. So offline, we'll uh, figure out how to sponsor, you know, three people to join your program. Right. right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Thanks to God Almighty. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours? What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for listening to the Uncensored Podcast. Whether you've listened to one episode or 40 episodes, I am so grateful for you taking any amount of time out of your day to listen to my show. Now, if you like what you heard, the best way to show me that you have an appreciation for this content is to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share this podcast with at least three friends because that helps us spread the word, right? We don't have a big marketing budget over here at the Uncensored uh, Podcast Studios, which is my home office, by the way, but we do have your support. And with that support, we can reach thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. So guys, thanks so much uh, for your support. Please share this with three friends and leave a review and we'll see you on the next episode.